guys. Welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your co-host, Venture. This is Hannah. And we got a great one for you today. Go ahead and say your name and where you're from, brother. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Raul Anaya, and I'm from Long Beach, California. Long Beach, born and raised? No, no, no. Actually, I grew up in uh, Southgate. Okay, yeah, so not too far. SoCal native, though, right? Absolutely. That's the best, man. Yeah, and go ahead and, hey, plug your spot, man. Let us know where you're coming in from, right? You probably yeah. just got off of work or what? I did, actually. Um, I'm going to head back after this, you know? Okay. The, the, the hustle doesn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and bring that mic just a little bit. Pull it, like, a fist away. Buddy. A little closer. Yeah, yeah, that's that working. Perfect. We hear you fine. Awesome. Yeah, so um, I'm from the Hardworks Fitness Gym. Yeah, so Hardworks Fitness Franchise Company. Uh, we uh, are a gym that originated in Long Beach. And, um, you know, the goal with this gym, I mean, the, this gym is a mixed martial arts gym and a fitness gym all in one. So it's a hybrid gym, mm. you know, so it's a little bit of both. So you have, you know, the people that come in that are more focused on strength training, HIIT training, um, you know, weight loss, stuff like that. And then you have the others that come in that want to be, you know, professional mixed martial artists or they want to compete, you know. So we have a professional and amateur fight team. Mm. We actually just had uh, uh, this event on Saturday. So we won, a, a, we added another championship belt to oh, cool. our uh, collection. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we've done, um, in the past two months, we've had eight fights. So we're, we're uh, on an eight uh, fight win streak. Cool. So, I like you know, that. Got four uh, uh, championship belts in the past eight fights wow. yeah so it's a it's a very up-and-coming gym it's well known in the uh, fight community yeah so. this, it's not planet fitness i could tell yeah, by looking at you guys <laughs> so that's definitely like when i saw it i was like "Ooh, this looks like fun yeah. like they got the bags up they got you know the whole setup the mm -hmm. ring the weights everything and i was like yeah. oh this is how it should be done and i'm happy that you guys are really pushing that culture forward because that's how i was brought up that's what fused me was actual getting after it mm. whether it was wrestling whether it was football whether it was track whatever it was mm -hmm. there's this certain discipline that you're able to teach a younger generation that they use within all things so it's mm -hmm. like everything that i do usually stems from a wrestling bat like at some point or another it's just you know probably you're you always go the back same to way that. right yeah. you always go back to should i go this way is this the right way to do it or is this the wrong way to do it and mm -hmm. usually it's the hard way you know what i mean so uh, it, it ends up being that the hard way is always the right way yeah mm -hmm. you know it's always seems like in in anything whether that's health fitness you know uh, hustle life in general yeah it's like you always have to choose that that area, you know, that direction that brings a little bit more of the um, the difficulties of life, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think on this pod, one of the most valuable things that when we have business owners on and people like yourself who are really trying to do stuff at the highest level, as much as we care about the business, we care about the man or woman behind the business too. That's usually what we find is sort of like the struggles. Let's say I, I personally get more out of like, tell me about the worst day you've had in the past, in 2023 than like opening night. You know what I mean? Right, That's right. usually where we like to get into and things like that. But yeah, just tell us a little bit about like where you went to school, you know, what, how, how old are you? Things like that. Do you have any uh, family? You know, are you married? What, what's going on with yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we could start back with, um, you know, where I grew up in school. I, I, well, obviously I grew up in Southgate, as I said earlier. Um, I went to school in Southgate to Southgate high school. Okay. Um, and I ended up, uh, actually I ended up dropping out of school. 
Ooh. Yeah. So that's a, a surprise. A lot of people, when I talk to them, they think that, uh, you know, I graduated from some university right, or something. Right. I'm like, no, no, I yeah. dropped out in about 10th grade, you mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. um, and I went a certain route. I went a, a route that was, um, you know, it was a, uh, it was tough. You know, I grew up in the streets for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, going down that route, I, you know, you, you learn how to be tough and, you know, I wasn't living at home. I actually left my house when I was 16 years old. Mm. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I had, I had that lifestyle for a while and it's interesting. I, um, my story, the way I, I started was, you know, I was out doing things in the streets and I ended up getting in trouble. Right. And, uh, what ended up happening was I had to get my, my, my life right. Right. Yeah. And um, there was a a huge event. I don't really want to talk about it, but that happened in my life that kind of led me into this direction where I had to find a a job. Right. Yeah. I wasn't really working at the time. How old old were you during after that event? At this point, I was 23 years old. Okay, gotcha. So today I'm 34. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is well over 10 years ago. But um, when this had happened, I decided I, I need to do something the right way, right? So one of my friends, he had always worked for uh, UFC gyms, right? So I was like, hmm. I love UFC gyms, uh, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I can't, hey, couldn't afford them, you know, in high school and college. <laughs> that was the expensive one. But, you know, when so, you get that free pass or that buddy takes you in there, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is no, Let me spot. take advantage of yeah. that. Yeah. 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 A fun fact, we actually used to be a UFC gym. I my gym. Yeah. yeah. So oh, we branded. Because you guys aren't. Um, wait, did you, so you had the UFC gym and then you guys just switched it or? Yeah. So when my contract ended with them, I didn't continue the, uh, the franchise. Got you. Yeah. Cause we used to live up closer to the traffic circle mm-hmm. over there, um, on PCH actually. And then I was like, oh, this looks cool and it's a new, so that's awesome. You guys just rebranded. Pretty huh? much. Same coaches, same staff, mm-hmm. just new brand. Right. right. And it allows us to do what we want to do. Right. Right. Cool. So, um, yeah. So going back, I, uh, called my buddy up and I was like, Hey, what's up? You know, I need to, uh, I need a job. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. So he uh, pretty much called me. He's like, hey, you know what? I don't have a position at, at my location. He was at the Fullerton gym. He's like, hey, but I got a place that, you know, might be interested, you know, that might be interested in hiring you. So I ended up going to uh, the Torrance UFC gym. Mm. And it was a small gym at the time. Um, there's two. There's one on, uh, used to be on 190th and Normandy in, in uh, Torrance. And so I went and, you know, I'm this guy from the streets and I went, I remember I was, I got suited and, mm-hmm. you know, I had my uh, old manager that uh, I still talk to him. He's a, a mentor of mine. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, you were just outside talking to yourself. I was like, what's, <laughs> what's up with this guy right here? <laughs> so I was like preparing, like, what am I going to say? You know? Yeah. Um, so I ended up going in, they interviewed me and um, they liked me. So I was, okay, cool. Let's do this. So he was like, you start tomorrow. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, and that that was the way I got started in the fitness industry. So that was uh, January of 2014. And yeah. did you have any like prior athletic, you know, endeavors or anything? Did you play outside of school, in school? How did you, or was you just starting from nothing? Like, I I had gotten into so nothing specifically athletic, okay. right? I had always been, you know. I was always at the park playing ball or something like that. Right. You know, my dad was a boxer, Golden Gloves boxer growing up. Um, so we always had all the equipment, the heavy bags and the speed bags and the double-ended bag and all the weights and all that yeah. stuff. So I, I grew up around that my mm-hmm. whole life. But, you know, never did I imagine my life to be where it's at today. Um, it it 
completely changed. So when I had gotten into, um, you know, the, the gym, I, I pretty much was a, I was one of the fastest growing uh, general managers. So I started from the bottom. I'm talking about cleaning toilets, mm. you know, vacuuming, doing stuff like that. And um, in three months, I got promoted to uh, an assistant manager position. And then uh, four months later, I got promoted to a general manager position. Cool. So it happened really fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, from that point, they sent me out to Arizona because I was asking like, hey, I want to be a GM. So they're like, okay, well, the only gym that we could, you know, promote you to is a location out in Arizona in Scottsdale. I was like, uh, I have to move all the way out yeah. there. Uh -huh. So I ended up moving, and uh, that ended up being something that, that changed my life as well. So I went there. I, I, you know, it proved to myself that I can do it, that I could be a manager. Um, and uh, so I developed that gym from, I believe, 2000, from December of 2014 to about September of 2015. Yeah. Okay. So I was there for a little bit less than a year, but in that point of time, I was able to turn that gym from the very last place, right? Because we had, uh, you know, uh, scores, you know, who's the top gym mm -hmm. in the West Coast? Who's that? So I turned that gym from the last place to the first place. And how do they measure that? How do they measure the different? Is it just so, memberships or activity or like how does it go? Uh, it's a it's a few different um, uh, measurements that they use. They use uh, the amount of memberships that you bring into the gym, how fast the gym is growing. Um, you know, your EFT, which is your electronic funds transfer. So which is like your membership dues, um, the uh, amount of personal training that you're selling, the amount of prospects or people that you could get into the gym just to check it out. So mm. it's a bunch of different areas. And um, and yeah, so, you know, it, it comes out to percentages. So they look at the percentage and I think we're hitting like 120 percent of our goal. That's awesome. Yeah. By, by that at wow. that point in time. So, um, it, it's, it's, it's amazing the way life happens, right? Because I, I thought I was going to live in Arizona for the rest of my life. Mm. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm done. This is where it's at. Right. Yeah. And what ended up happening was I have, uh, uh, you know, I, I do have kids, right? Okay. And, um, I split up with my, with my baby's mom, right? Right. And, uh, she was living with me at the time she moved back. To California, so I was like, I, I'm not going to stay here in Arizona. I, yeah. I have to, you know, co-parent. I have to raise my my daughter. Right? right. So I moved back to California. I had no plan. I remember I called the uh, uh, the regional manager for the UFC. And I was like, Hey, I got to leave. He's like, But you're doing amazing. Why are you going to leave? I was, I have to. It's right. family, yeah. you know. So I ended up going back to uh, California. He's like, You know what, Raul? I'm going to, he's like, I don't, I don't have nothing for you, but I'm going to find something for you. So I was like, all right, cool. He, uh, called me back within an hour of us having that conversation. And he's like, well, I have three locations for you. Wow. He's like, I have Long Beach. I have, uh, Valencia and I have Torrance. Okay. So Torrance was a place that I had came from, mm. but the, my mentor, the guy that showed me the ropes, right? His name, shout out Mike Zabith. <laughs> he's a, he's a GM right now in, uh. Uh, UFC gym in Huntington Beach. Okay. But um, he had, uh, you know, he, he had that location and I was like, I'm not going to go in, and take his position. You know, it's, that's, that's loyalty, right? Mm -hmm. So Valencia, I was too far. That's Six Flags. Um, I'm not trying to drive out there. You know, I'm, I'm out here in Southgate. Dirty out the there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, it's, it's like a desert. So, um, 
with that, I ended up uh, choosing Long Beach, right? And, uh, you know, there was a guy there at the time, and I knew him, but I was like, yeah, I'll take his job, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he, you know, I ended up uh, coming back to Long Beach, and I took over that location. And same thing. I remember, you know, I was this young, you know, cocky kid. I, mm -hmm. I walked in. I remember the uh, original owner, the one before me, I had told him, I was like, hey, um, I was like, you know, you got Kobe on your team. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, all right, we'll see. We'll see. I was like, I got you, bro. So, uh, you know, some time went by and I ended up, you know, Long Beach at the time was at the last place. Mm. It was like the gym that you would go to to, to end your career, right? right? Yeah. So I said, no, not with me in it. So mm. we went and we ended up turning this gym around and, uh, you know, made it the number one spot as well. So, you know, this is my second time doing it. And I was like, you know what? I got this, you know. And this one time, um, this is, uh, I would say, January of 2017, um, the previous owner. Now, this is also someone, I, he's a mentor of mine as well. His name is Sean Grove. Um, he's a president of, like, the Pilates, uh, uh, Club Pilates and mm. the Rumble Boxing oh, and, okay. and those, like, franchises. I think they have cool. a new location coming, Rumble, actually, pretty soon, somewhere yeah. around here. I saw mm. an ad or something like that. Gotcha. But yeah. Yeah, so um, he's uh, uh, actually one of my men mentors, someone I look up to, right? So this guy, he had come came into the gym and, um, you know, we would always have our talks. He'll come in on Fridays. He'll pick up the drop, right, whatever money that was in the, in the drawer throughout the week. So he came in and um, he was like, you know, hey, Raul, how's everything going? And I was like, hey, everything's going good. You know, we're doing well. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, hey, Sean, you know, I'm going to have $100,000 by the end of the year. All right. And I was like, what do you think uh, I could invest that money into? And just just to let you guys know, I was there's no way I was going to have hundred grand by the end of that year. I had like... <laughs> Like two grand in my bank account at the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, well, you know, so he told me, well, he's like, you're going to have a hundred thousand. He looked at the gym. He took a step back. He's like, why don't you buy the gym? I was like, no, I'm like, you're kidding me. And he's like, yeah, yeah, buy the gym. And he said, well, obviously it's not going to cost a hundred thousand, but that could be your down payment. Right. I was like, okay, all right, cool. Like, are you sure? You're serious? He had had a conversation with me prior where, you know, like months or probably like a year prior to that, where he said he would never sell that location. Mm. Okay. Only to the right person. Mm. So I didn't, I never imagined that, right? Um, so when he offered it to me, I said, okay, cool. Now, this is a crazy part. That was on a Friday morning. Saturday, the next day, right, I, I went to my mom's house and I'm eating breakfast and my mom's walking back and forth with a with a iPad Right. And she's like just doing some calculations, whatever. And, uh, you know, I come from humble beginnings like my parents, um, you know, they're they're they did really well for themselves, but they're they're not, you know, we're not wealthy. We didn't I didn't come from like this wealth. Right? What's your cultural background? Where I'm Hispanic. OK, so I'm Mexican. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. And uh, a little bit of Spanish in there, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um, my. Yeah, so uh, my mom's, you know, walking back and forth. And uh, mind you, I haven't said anything about this opportunity, right? She's walking back and forth and she says, hey, you know, Raul. And I was like, well, what's up, mom? She's like, hey, if uh, your dad and I were to help you invest into a gym, would, would that be something that you're interested in? Wow. I was like, 
what? And you hadn't told her she about this know. at all? It was Nothing. just a, a coincidence. It was just huh? a coincidence wow. the next day. No, she, she bugged your phone, bro. That's what that was. There was like, she's oh, listening, okay, huh? she's listening to the calls. <laughs> yeah, wow. so, I mean. That's crazy, though, yeah. But, but for her to go on that, go out on that limb, right, she, you know, um, I was like, yeah. I was like, as a matter of fact, yesterday the owner just told me, hey, you know, uh, he's willing to sell me the gym. And he said, you know, put, get this much together. And she's like, all right, well, I'll talk to him, see what's up. Right. So, um, uh, I went back and I talked to Sean and I was like, Hey, what's up? He's like, well, you know, I did the numbers now. If you want the gym, you have to come up with 192,000. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's another hundred on top. Right. right. Uh-huh. So, um, I went back and I had this conversation and, um, yeah, what they ended up doing is putting their house on the line okay for me so they wow. took out equity yeah and uh that was uh, that's something i'm always gonna be thankful for you know they they started me off and i owe them big time you know for the yeah. rest of my life mm. yeah take care of them that's that's the best thing ever is mm, i'm really big on i think a lot of egos let's say a lot of guys with our background don't want to take help right don't want to um oh, I got to do it all on my own, right? And then there's this stigma between getting helped, right? And that's one of those things where my parents had me very young, right? So I got to watch them grow up as well. They were in college and they had me. Now they have great careers. It's super awesome. And a lot of the reason why we are so ahead with what we're doing is because they were able to help us out. You know, they were able to connect me with certain powerful financial men that were serious about what they do. You know, Forbes list caliber people that are like, hey, this is what you do. We're going to put you up on game. We're basically going to supercharge your career. If you put the work in, it will work, right? Mm -hmm. And it kind of clicked for me coming out of school because I was like, no, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want your connections. I want to build my own connections, right? right? And it's like, well, no, 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 the difference is, are you actually going to work, right? Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you come from the bottom. Parents came from the bottom, right? Middle class. I had it very good. There's nothing I wanted for that I didn't have, right? So I go, wait a minute, who has the advantage here? Is it me or is it this guy coming out of the gutter, right? Well, it doesn't matter where you started. It matters how far you move the baton forward, right? Mm-hmm. So with that mentality, I was just like, oh yeah, just straight to the top. Like, I don't give a fuck what your background is. If you're willing to put the work in, good things will always happen, right? And that's, that's so awesome that you were able to have those people within you and you were able to take that help because mm-hmm. that's that's the big thing is oftentimes so much of the reason why people fail is between the ears, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you're able to have that maturity at that time to capitalize on that. That's awesome to yeah. hear. Well, I mean, you know, that one of my biggest philosophies is that, you know, you're only going to grow as as big as your own personal development, mm. right? So it's like I had to start right between my ears first, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it it started with personal development. I, I've been in personal development for the past 10 years, you know, um, reading books and taking notes and I have you know journals and you know and it's it's funny because I was looking at them this past weekend and I was like wow that was 2013 I'm writing these things wow and it's the same stuff that I'm doing now but it's like it's amazing that I was there 10 years ago Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like you grew but to to go on with you know to add on to what you were what you were saying um you can't be successful without successors Mm. you always have somebody that's going to give you a hand and show you the way and you have to be humble enough and set your ego aside to say, okay, you know, show me the way, right? And uh, I mean, that's, at least that's my philosophy. 
you know. Definitely. So, um, yeah, with that being said, I, I had went back and I had my, uh, you know, I had this conversation with Sean. Going and the back number's to the higher and, now. The number's higher, right? Yeah, the number's <laughs> higher. And I was like, shoot, okay. And um, so here comes in my business partner, right? So I have a partner. His name's Hung Vo. He's uh, one of the best coaches in Southern California for, you know, Muay Thai. Um, he's a head of our, our, you know, fighting curriculum at the gym. And, um, you know, he's developed a lot of champions so far. So, um, you know, he came in and he was just a coach at the time, right? I was, he was working for me and, uh, but he was a big integral part of the gym. And I told him, I was like, hey, I, I got my half. I was like, can you get Where's another your half? half? Yeah. You know? <laughs> can you do this with us? Can you do it with me? And he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do it. And I love that. It's it's not, you know, and you find that in people that are, are successful. It's it's not can you or, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to do it and I'll find a way. Mm. Yeah. You know, so he ended up, you know, coming in with um, his half and, and you know, here we are today. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. so cool. And yeah. it's just kind of funny because I put out a little like test with this podcast, right? Whenever we reach out to people, see who's comes on, there's the certain guy who will be like, well, what's it about? What's going on? What are the questions you're going to ask me? Uh, can you send the link? Can you do that? Can you do that? Right. And then there's guys like you that are just like, oh yeah, I'll show up what time, yeah. when, and then you just show up out of thin air and we're like, all right, let's get after it. And like, <laughs> I can tell off of the vibe that it's like going to be a good episode, right? Yeah, we're so make it happen. <laughs> that's just the like philosophies that people have. You can see it almost instantly a lot mm -hmm. of the times. Right. And that's great. Yeah. Well, you take advantage of it. And you know, for me, it's, I love sharing the story. I always feel that it's there's a lot of people that came from my position that didn't have a lot of things. And, you know, I, I had everything I needed, right? Which was, you know, I had a roof on my head. I had food in my stomach. I had clothes on my back. But, you know, and, you know, my parents love me. So that, there's that, right. right? Yeah. But and then you have, you know, the things that you want. You know, I want I want the beach house and I want the... Maserati mm -hmm. or I want the whatever it is right yeah. that you're looking for and and again it goes back to it's like in order if you want that it's not about the actual material it's the person that you become to achieve those things mm. right yeah to actually materialize that in your life so that's awesome. So the story doesn't stop with you got the gym. Now it's just starting, right? This so you is guys the beginning. Were, you guys were able to come mm. together, partner up and make it happen. How, what was the status of the gym when you purchased it? Um, was it successful? Was it okay? Was it doing very well already? How were so, how was things? So when I bought it, I was already running the gym from 2015 for, uh, so it was about two years. Okay. Uh, almost three years. I bought it October 1st of 2017. I got right? you. So it was about two and a half years. And so I had already brought that gym up to like, it was first place. And, um, you know, we, so I bought a successful gym and, um, but, you know, it's such a difference. It's a switch that once it became mine. Yeah, and that's I was what like, I wanted to know. I was the owner of it. It was successful, but we just took it to a whole nother mm, level at I that point you. in time, right? So uh, I started doing what I wanted to do, um, controlling it the way I wanted to do it. You know, I did the things that made it a community, which before it's not that it wasn't, but it, I just felt that, you know, the UFC corporation had certain, you know, do's and don'ts. And at this point, once I became the owner, I was like, you know what? 
out the door with that mm. trash. You know, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And, and yeah. for the listener, and obviously I'm okay asking dumb questions, <laughs> you have the gym, right? And mm. how does this process of changing uniforms happen? So it was a UFC gym. And then how does it go from, it's just, you're under contract basically. Mm. So you have the building, right? And then the weights in it, everything in it, right? Mm-hmm. And then basically how does that process work? You know what I mean? So could you, in theory, change it from this to like a Planet Fitness or something like that? Like if you wanted to, or uh, Raul's weights or something like right, that, right. how would that work? So it, it just comes down to um, how you do business, right? So doing business as if I want to change the DBA to a different brand. Um, so we had the, the brand trademarked, you know, and we changed the DBA from. So my actual company name is different from the, the DBA, right? Mm-hmm. So Hardworks Fitness is our name, our brand. And um, so that's, it's as simple as just changing it. Gotcha. Yeah. So if I wanted to get like a new logo or switch it up, I could do that. But. You know, we're running strong with what we got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we had started with our first location, right? And uh, kind of rewind back a little bit. Um, during the pandemic, right, that was a horrible time for mm-hmm. gyms. Right. That was something right. that really tested a lot of gyms. It tested the gym industry. A lot of things, a lot of gyms closed, a lot of big locations, a lot of, you know, LA Fitness and 24-hour fitness. And uh, us, you know, we... we had the ability to be able to train outside. We had mm-hmm. a huge parking lot, which is rare for Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Right? Long Beach is notorious for no parking. Right. <laughs> right. So our location had the whole, you know, I'm sure you've passed by yep. in the traffic circle. Um, we have a huge parking lot area, which is in the front. And then we have a huge area in the back. Perfect. So, hey, were there thoughts of being like, hey, if this doesn't work out, we're going across the street into the traffic circle and we're running <laughs> we're classes gonna, out we're there? Do something. <laughs> there was no way that we're, they're going to stop us. Yeah. Uh-huh. There was, we were going to do whatever it took to make it happen. Mm. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, we bought pieces of equipment to take outside every day. And, you know, every it was, it was, it was hard. We had to, you know, we were pulling the dumbbells outside every day and pulling them in at night. And, using the dollies to carry machines in mm. and carry machines out every single day, but you do what you got to do. Right. So, um, now that happened, but you know, one of the things that was a blessing was there was a lot of help that came for, you know, businesses during, during that time. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was one of the things that actually helped us propel forward. So I would say that, you know, COVID, you know, I know a lot of people lost people and that was a horrible time for a lot of people, but, you know, thank God that was actually a, a blessing mm, for us. Right. right. It actually created opportunity for us. Yeah. So, you know, we were able to apply for different, you know, streams of income and, and we ended up getting those. And because of that, we were able to completely change our whole brand at that mm, time. Cool. So when that happened, you know, we I'm talking about like brand new equipment, the whole gym changed, the you know, rebranded everything from our bags to our gloves to you know, um, just everything, right? The front of the gym, repainted everything, redid the inside, the restrooms, shower room. It looks like a hotel shower room now. Oh, nice. (laughs) It's not too bad, you know? Yeah. But um, so from that, we ended up, uh, you know, growing that location, right? So this is 2021 that we did the rebrand, right? So we were the UFC gym from... Well, from the time that I purchased it, right, 2017, uh, well, we were UFC for the past, it was a 10-year contract. Mm. So it started in 2011 
2021, right? I came in in 2015, bought it 2017, and then 2021 is when we did the rebrand. Mm. Um, now, after that happened, um, it's it's just the way things happen. One of my friends, he he was a coach of mine, right? And I call this guy the mayor of Long Beach, right? <laughs> His name's uh, Sebastian Lopez, Seabass, uh, right? And um, he he knows everyone out here. You know, like this, this guy knows everyone. Oh, Great yeah? guy, yeah. And um, he had told me, he's like, hey, man, I, I want to open up a gym. I want to see if I could pick your brain. I was like, yeah, bro, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to mm. give this information out. Like, let's sit down, um, you know, get some food and, and just ask me whatever you want. So we, we sat down and uh, he was like, yeah, man. I, and he's taking all these notes and he's like, we're going through everything as much as, you know, all the questions that he could possibly ask. And then he says, um, you know, well, you know, I'm looking to open something up soon. And I was like, you know what? I was like, why don't you just open up a gym with me? Mm. I was like, I already know how to do all this stuff. Right. And, you know, we're friends and why not? And he's like, you know what? Yeah. He mm. closed his book. <laughs> that was it. You know what I mean? So... I would say about a year and a half later, right? Like the, the idea was open, right? At that point in time. So about a year and a half later, we get this, uh, he calls me, he's like, hey, my friend's selling his gym. I was like, well, he's selling his gym? Like who? He's like, it's one of our friends. His name was Doug, right? And uh, he was um, the owner of the Long Beach United Boxing Club at the time. I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's on 4th and Cherry. I, haven't, I, I, I think, think so. I've, yeah, 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 I, I think, think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the old name, right? So we had came, we had you know come into the gym and we, I checked it out and I was like, I don't know about this location. Well, we'll see. And um, but and then the the owner he gave us a really good deal. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Let's pull the trigger on it. So I ended up pulling the trigger on it and and we rebranded and and uh, this happened officially. We bought that gym. September 26th. So I, I just rounded off to October 1st because it seems like October 1st keeps being like a special day for, mm. for me doing, you know, like these, these bigger business moves. Uh -huh. And um, so October 1st was actually, October was the first full month there, right? And uh, so we bought this gym, we rebranded it. And uh, that ended up being, as of right now, the fastest growing gym that i have ever been a part of wow that's yeah. awesome so that's really it grew cool. faster than the long beach location yeah. it grew faster than the torrance location than the scottsdale gym um as far as numbers go and cool. it's it's ongoing so we've been open for about you know a year we opened it october 1st of 2022 mm. you know yeah so one year later right we're about 15 months into it yeah but uh now it's uh it's an amazing gym amazing staff cool. you know shout out to my manager out there she's amazing Awesome. Erica, yeah. Yeah, I, that's a good segue, actually. I wanted to hear more about your team, too. So we have, you know, the framework for the gym and things like that, but it's it's everything, right? Without a good team, you're nothing. So mm -hmm. how did you go about kind of developing that culture around what you guys mm -hmm. do and, you know, ups, downs, things like that? Yeah, so first and foremost, I, I, I want to say that without my team, I wouldn't be here. Mm. You know, my team is a reason why we we've been able to propel and continue to move forward how many uh, how how many guys do you have working there um I, uh, at the traffic circle i have uh, about 14 okay. employees and i believe at the uh forestry location i have about 
10 or 11. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. About 10 or 11 employees. That's so. a big group. Yeah. So, um, and then you're dealing with a bunch of fighters and mm-hmm. <laughs> that could be tricky at times. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so, so yeah. So I'm sorry, your question your team, was. team, you kind of developing your team and how you guys maintain good communication. And yeah. that's something that I love pushing entrepreneurs. You can't do it alone. Nobody ever does it alone. No. Right. You, even if you do go out alone forever, at some point you only have two hands. You only have so mm-hmm. much time. You, you have to delegate. You have to outsource certain things. Or if you fucking suck at some things, you have to find somebody that's good at exactly. it, right? And yeah. link up with them. So let's hear about that. Well, that's one of those things where, you know, I, I realize that, you know, to start off, a, a highly trained team is a highly paid team. Mm. So I couldn't do this without training these guys first. So I had to invest, and I still do. It's a culture to continue training, right? So I really feel that when you hire, you hire people that are somewhat like you, right? right? They don't have to be 100% of you. Nobody's going to be exactly like you, right? But like you said, delegation, that's very important. So as long as I'm happy with, you know, a certain percentage, then it's like, cool, we could continue to grow. And I I could leave that alone and, you know, go on and do something else. But um, the way we, we, you know, started as far as just growing the team is it took a while. Like, for example, the traffic circle was way different than the, Fourth Street location because so? of experience, mm. right? Experience as an owner. That's, there was, right. I had, you know, I would say that that was my, you know, that was my high school and now I'm in college. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, uh, it's a lot easier to develop a team at this point in time because now we have systems in place, right? System, save yourself time, energy, and money, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a, um, uh, Pretty much what we do is we have trainings twice a week, right? And then I have individual one-on-ones for staff and coaches that um, I feel could use a little extra, a little rough around the edges that, you know, it's, it's like personal training, right? Or are you going to go to a class and do a, a class for fitness? Or are you going to have a one-on-one? Obviously, a one-on-one, you're going to grow faster. Right. Mm-hmm. So depending on, you know, what, you know, each individual staff needs, that's, you know, that's what I accommodate. So... Um, you know, we have a, a group message. Um, you know, I have one for the traffic circle, um, on WhatsApp. Right. And then I have another one for the four street gym. And then I have one with all of us together. Mm. And then I have another one with just my front desk from one gym, another one for just my front desk at the other. And then one with all the front desk. Right. So, you know, and it's, it's just keeping an open line of communication is very important being able to pass along information uh, effectively, quickly and effectively, right? So if there's a promotion or there's something that we need to know that's going on for this day or there's a person that, you know, we need to all be aware about or whatever, it's, it's you know, this is the way we use it. Now, um, as far as like growing, growing the, the, the culture in the gym, there's always something that I've done since the beginning, right? I always, always spoke in... In, in a way that made everyone feel like a family. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that leadership, it starts, right? It trickles down from the top to everyone else. So how I treat my employees how, is how they're going to treat my customers, right? So I, I'm always, uh, I mean, of course, there's a, there's a line like, hey, we're family, we're friends, I got you, I got your back. But, you know, I could switch over to, hey, mm-hmm. we need to talk, you know, right. let me pull you to the side. 
So I believe in praising in public and correcting people in private. I love that. I love what you're talking about as far as breaking that barrier. Um, Yes, there is a responsible level of professionality that needs to happen. But so many times, even like in some of the stuff that I worked at when I was a kid, it was just like, oh, that's the owner. Fuck that guy. You know, like he's always coming in and he's got his Maserati and, you know, he doesn't, he probably doesn't even know my name, you know, and I've been here half a year now and he hasn't even said hi. Right. And it's just like. I would never, in all the businesses that I work at and the ones that I'm a part at, everyone will know venture. You know what I mean? Good, bad, you know, that you will. I will always take the time to say hi to anybody Mm -hmm. and treat people with the respect that I want, right? And it's just like, it's kind of sad that we have to say that, right? But like, that's the main part of what you do. And like, Mm -hmm. it's really awesome to hear that you're doing that. Yeah, thank you. And and that's also one of the things that you, you have to do as just, with your members it's not even just it doesn't stop with the employees like when i walk into any of my gyms i walk in and you know i'll go around and say hi to everyone mm. right hey what's up dude how you doing oh, how's everything everything good all right cool hey what's up man and whatever right and you walk around to everyone and just let them know like hey i care like, yeah. you're right. not just another person in here yeah. like i i appreciate your business and i really want to help you get to your goals i really want to help give you the service that you came here for mm. Right. And it's not just fitness. Right. It's a lot more than that. Yeah. I've had members that come in and tell me, you know, because of you, it's I'm like, it's not me. It's the staff. Right. But they're like, because of you, man, you 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 know, I'm I'm still here today. Mm -hmm. One of my members told me that I'm like, bro, I was like, that touches my heart. Thank you. You know, that that means a lot to me. Then you get other people that are like, man, like this is like my family here. And, you know, thank you so much for having this gym. Mm. And I'm like, bro, thank everybody. Like, it's cool. I'm like, yeah. Thank you for being here, you know? <laughs> are you good at taking those compliments? Do you actually internalize things like that? Like, are you the type of guy that is able to, you're easily able to pat yourself on the back? Or how does that work sometimes? So I, I always, I think I'm well balanced in that area. I think in, in one side, I, I tell myself, yeah, like, you have to give yourself some type of credit, but I'm also quick to always put that credit on other people because mm. I'm not like I internalize that just for me. But what comes out of my mouth is always like, man, it, I, I couldn't do it without this team. Right. You know, I couldn't do it without these coaches, without my business partner, without, you know, the front desk guy that, that cleans in the morning. You know, like every single person is integral. It's like a car, right? If you know, say the most important part would be the transmission and the engine. But without a battery, the mm-hmm. whole car isn't going to start, right? Yeah. One yeah. little wire in that car that's unplugged, the yeah. whole car won't start. Right, right. right. And that's exactly how I feel with every single one of my staff. So when people tell me that, I, um, I, I, my response is always, it's, it's because of the staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's because of everyone else. I think this is how I want to frame it is, are you good at looking back and being proud of how far you've come up the mountain? One yeah. of the things, or the, the, the next level, as you continue to level up, do you ever look at yourself and go, oh yeah, well we had one gym. Now we have two. Mm-hmm. Good fucking job. 
Right. Good job, Raul. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's dope, man. The kid that dropped out, you know what I mean? Right. Like, that we did that. We're doing all right, right? Like, are you good at that? Because that's probably the main thing I think you see I'm working on mm-hmm. right now is you just take everything. The podcast. Uh, a couple years ago, dude, I didn't know what the fuck audio hardware is. I didn't know <laughs> what mic is. But we go through. I didn't know the difference between an XLR and a USB, what stands you need, what software we need, how to fucking edit, right? How to get stuff out, how to stay consistent with it all, right? But it becomes like a, we have people on obviously that are less experienced with being on mic, this and that sometimes some owners that, oh, I've never been on podcast before. All right, let's throw it on. It's cool. But it's just second nature now. And it's a big fucking deal. This thing that we do and we're trying to scale this brand. And I believe it'll be one of the premier shows, you know, in Southern California. Mm -hmm. Once we get the cameras up into phase two, start scaling with content and have more good people like you on, that's how we'll get there. Mm -hmm. But it's sometimes hard for people like us to be like oh yeah no we're on step five now but shit we were on step three trying to get to step five and like we fucking did it that's awesome right yeah so i mean do i look at myself as as like do i do i pat myself on the back um i think that's also something i i probably i i work on more Mm. right but on one side i do but I really feel there's a balance in that as well, where you need to be happy with yourself for how far you've came. And then you need to be unhappy with yourself with where you want to go. Like, still hungry. Right. You have to be hungry right, still. Right, right. Like, so it's, uh, yeah, you did good, but... There's more to do. This, this mission isn't over. Mm-hmm. That's like the body. I mean, gym guy, we can relate it to that. It's like sometimes I'll be in a mode where let's say we're bulking or we're cutting, right? Depending on what time of the year is. And sometimes I forget that I'm, you know, six two, two twenty five and run like a gazelle and I'm able to jump out the sky still and things like that. Whereas like a lot of people don't have that, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll look in the mirror and sometimes it'll be negative talk and I have to be like, oh well no no, I understand that that's the goal that we're getting to. But I've worked really hard to get here. And it's like you, it, the average person, let's say, maybe you're trying to lose 30 pounds, right? You lose 15. I understand you still have another 15 to go, but fucking pat yourself on the mm-hmm. back, right? Stay positive because that negativity can eat you up sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it's like, I, I like where you're at with it, yeah, that balance. I, I think that, you know, uh, but it's also, yeah, at the end of the day, I, positive thinking is what controls my thought patterns. Mm. I have to stay there. Because it's so easy to allow this negative energy to come in. And, you know, it's why it's, it's very, I'm very careful with who I keep around my circle, right? right? Because influence is subtle. And you don't recognize that, yeah. you know. And if you don't recognize you hanging around a certain group of people. And then it's like, oh, shoot, I'm starting to talk like them. Mm. Or I'm starting to say certain things. Or I'm starting, or the, you know, hopefully it's for the good. But if it's for the worse, it's like. I'm starting to think like them. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, a, you know, you just hope to always have the right people around you. Now, mm. I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day where it was like, you know, um, I'm at a point in my life where, you know, with who I grew up with, I I love those people, but I had to step away. Right. You know, and when I stepped away, right, I, I, I just... Like the my circle of influence was, you know, Jim Rohn and you know what I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> Zig Ziglar and all these guys <laughs> and and you know all these different books. It's like, what's the best way for you to be, you know, have conversations with, you know, these these high level 
you know, uh, wealthy men, you know, Forbes level? Well, by reading their books, right? By watching their, listening to the podcast and watching interviews and stuff like that. So, um, you know, now at this point in my life, though, it's like, okay, now I want to continue growing my network, right? Your network is your net worth. So yeah. it's like, okay, what do I do for that? Mm. It's like, well, put yourself in situations that are uncomfortable, right? Right. Put yourself in situations where you're going to be the smallest guy in the room and everybody else is bigger than you, Yeah. you know, because uh, it's not about being the top guy. It's about being the student and always remaining to be that student, you know, and always being open to learning. I never want to say I'm the best at anything because, and then I put a cap to where I'm at in my right. life, you yeah. know, I like that. and and it's okay. It's like, I, I'd rather say, Hey, I'm the student for the rest of my life. Mm. Now the student could be the teacher, you know, and, and how is that? So, right. Well, because when you teach, you learn twice. Mm. Right. Yeah. So it's like, when I teach people, I become, I understand the thoughts of whatever I'm teaching on a whole new level. Right. It, it just, I guess it just makes it, um, like I said, you just learn it twice, right? Mm, so yeah. you understand the concepts of everything that you're saying on just a different level. Yeah. yeah. With some of your um, journaling and things like that that you talked a little bit about, you said it's been, you know, you were looking back and it was like from 2013, like it's, you know, 10 years ago. What are, can you see some pretty concrete things of like, this is what I was working on then and here I am now. Yeah. You might still still be working on it, but just seeing that growth, what are some some pretty concrete things that you can see in that. So, you know, I had opened up the very first journal that I had, mm -hmm. that I ever wrote in, right? And I opened it, the first page, it says, in capital letters, it says, never give up, mm. right? It's those three three words, right? And I would say that that, that kind of just entails, like, who I am as a person. Because when I read that, I was like, wow, like I wrote that in such huge letters and I, I have so many different like notes on there and, you know, from different times of my life, I got into network marketing. I, I didn't even mention that. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, never give up is really just, uh, you go through everything in life, right? I think this is a, a quote from like Nipsey Hussle, right? He has said, I went through every emotion. Mm -hmm. I went through every emotion to get to where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And I, I, Feel that I resonate with that, you know. It's like I went through the. I wanted to give up. I, I wanted to cry. I was super happy. I was super down. I was just been through every feeling, right? Um, you know, but you just always continue going. Mm -hmm. Like you never stop. You just doesn't matter where you're at or how how hard things are or how good things are, right? It's real easy to go when things are amazing and great. But when you start going through these, you know, trials and tribulations and, you know, things aren't going your way and, you know, you might have a health problem, a business problem, you know, you, you get a letter, somebody's trying to sue you or you get a whatever it is. And it's like, I'm going to just handle it. Mm. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not going to, you know, so this journal, um, I mean, some of the things that that I've carried over with me are, you know, I mean, it's a lot of the things that I'm just talking to you guys about yeah. right now, like these philosophies and these quotes. These are all things that, you know, when I communicate with people, these they, they just come out, mm, right? Yeah. And it's like, these are the, this is the past 10 years of just reading this stuff over and over and over again. So, 
I mean, anything specific, I, if there's anything specific, it's just those three words, yeah. you know, and anybody that's listening, it's more of, you're going to go through the hardest times of your life. You know, my mentor told me, he's like, life? He's like, Raul, because I was complaining about some shit. And he mm -hmm. was like, Raul, I'm going to stop you there. He said, uh, let me tell you something. He's like, life at best is hard. Yeah. Mm. And when I understood that, he's like, once you get that, he's like, you're going to wake up prepared to get right. hit on the chin. That's yeah. my favorite thing. I love that you said that because you know? I love Elon Musk when he's like, hey, getting rich is hard, but also is staying poor. You know, mm -hmm. you just got to choose your hard, basically. And yep. it's like, it's fucking life, right? Uh -huh. Like, that's the point, too, where it's like, yeah, it's just I'm going to wake up and it's going to be hard, right? <laughs> As we kind of start to close this thing out, man, I have like just some questions for you. What's it like being a girl dad? How has that changed you? Because I, you don't have to talk about your family if you don't want to, but yeah. it definitely helps our listener and it helps us because it's the number one thing that I've always wanted to do because I had the greatest dad that I possibly could have had for me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying he's the best dad of all time or whatever like that, but for Venture O'Neill and what I needed, he was able to just accelerate pressure test and make a young man that was just ready to take on the world basically so it's like how do you what is your philosophy for raising your daughter you just have one daughter i have two okay yeah so i, I have a, a 12 and a six year old okay so um my babies right yeah. So, yeah um well it's really just preparation right i my philosophy with them is is you you try to guide as a parent but see me growing up my parents were very strict mm -hmm. right you you can't you know as soon as i started trying to go my own way my mom was like no you're coming mm. back this way so and which i feel kind of led me into a direction where that's what got me into the streets right because it's like you want what you can't have so the problem is that i wasn't educated on what i couldn't have it was just no you can't have that but mm. it was like why right. i get it right, right. so at with with my children, it's more of a, um, you know, I, as I com I communicate them in a way to prepare them and to make them aware of what's going on in life, right? So I'm always dropping little gems here and there, mm -hmm. and you know, sometimes I sit down and I just like to hear what's going on in their day. Like my oldest daughter, my youngest, she's still right. She's not. It's more like daddy this, daddy yeah. that. I want to go jump at yeah. Sky Zone or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But my older daughter, she's. Uh, She's at that point, you know, where she's she's a preteen, and uh, she's starting encountering a lot of experiences, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so my job is more so just to just to keep her prepared mentally mm -hmm. and make her understand. So I had a friend of mine; uh, he was involved in network marketing way back, and you know, and he was explaining on how you it's like you have your your baby, and when you're going to send them out to the world, you want to have them prepared right you don't want them to go out and just like experience new things and get into trouble that they didn't have to mm. right i mean if she gets in trouble it's more of like hey at least you knew you know mm -hmm. what i mean i did my part in explaining yeah. that to you yeah. and I'll, I'll do my best to like hey that's not a place that you want to go mm -hmm. stay over here but as i i tell my daughter because this was my situation you're gonna do what you and what you want to do at the end of the day mm. You know, you're going to, you know, whether you do it behind my back or you do it in front of your mom and I, you're going to do what you want to do. Mm. So, you know, but hopefully you learn from the things that I, I teach you right. so that you, you know, so I feel like the, the, 
the style of raising her is a little bit more like I'm coming to her as a father and as a friend. I'm not trying to control her, but at the same time, I'm letting her know the dangers that are out there. Mm -hmm. And I say it in a way that isn't a lot of the times you get parents that are very like, if you do this, your world's going to burn down. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm not trying to scare them in that way. Yeah. I just, I want to be as realistic as possible for the dangers and the benefits of life, you know? So that's awesome. That's I think really that's kind of how my parents were. They were very um, educational in the sense of they told me about certain things and this can happen and maybe don't do this and things like that. But they were also very open to me learning on my own as well of like, mm -hmm. You still have the option to do these things, but just so you know, this could happen if you do it. Like, it's very, it was never controlling or anything like that. It was very, a lot of it was open communication, too, mm -hmm. of, like, if some shit happens, I'm here, let's talk about it. It's, I was, it wasn't like a, you know, as some wasn't kids, like a cop. No, yeah. like, because some kids are very scared of, like, oh, my God, what are my parents going to think? What are my right. parents going to say? Um but I think it's very important to, to, cause shit happens, like things, mm -hmm. you make mistakes, things go wrong. It would be so much better to just be able to talk to your parent about, about it instead of fearing, what are they going to think? And mm -hmm. then you don't have that conversation at all. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah. awesome. Kind of something too. another like parenting question. Cause I've never made a human yet. How much of it are they born with and how much influence have you found that you've had under it? Cause like, I could just think my siblings were so drastically different, but you come from the <laughs> same household. Right. And it's like, there's some things that with my little sister, I'm like, Oh no, you were born that way. Like you were very worrying. Like you look after and then you have guys like me that's like, Oh yeah, no three stories. You'll be all right. You know? And just <laughs> like, go. like if it was four, maybe, but like three, <laughs> definitely bend your knees. Like how have you found, do they have their own little quirks that they're born with? And then you just have to kind of parent the kid you have, or how does that work? So I think that they're born with their own character, with their own charisma, with their own personalities i think that's something because you could see it from when they're babies mm. literally okay. when they're like little tiny things like mm, you know they turn their head <laughs> a certain way and they're you know and and it's like oh you're gonna be a feisty one yeah. you know she, she's sassy you know? yeah and then the other one is very like like mm, like just there and just you know happy mm -hmm. and smiling you know like oh okay you're probably gonna be a little bit more happy and and yeah. it's and that really is the way it turned out oh, that's so cool so you could see it. They have a personality from when they're babies. Mm. But I, I think that that question is, it's a multifaceted answer. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not just one thing. There's many different influences. We're talking about humans now. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's many different, like it could, it's your environment. It's your friends. It's your parents. Yeah. It's your, it's who you are just being born. Yeah. It's, um, you know, you can't even go as deep as, you know, was your mom drinking or smoking while <laughs> yeah, she, you know, right, or, right. you know, and, and stuff like that. So I'm sure that all those things take part in yeah. it, but at the end, I'm just very blessed to have two beautiful daughters, mm. very healthy. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just happy to be their father. Yeah. That's awesome. Do they go into the gym with you? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have like videos and, you know, yeah. they're hitting their, their mids and. You know, it's funny because my, my youngest, she wakes up and um, she'll wake up in the morning. She'll be like, I want to go fight. You know, I'm like, hey, whoa, 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 slow it down. It's, and this is an example, right? So my older daughter, she's more of like, like you know, a, a 
just this pretty girl, just young and just yeah. like, nah, I don't want to fight. Mm-hmm. I'm more of, you know, I just want to hang out and chill. And my youngest one is like, yeah, I want to go kick something. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So it's, yeah, definitely different personalities, but I mean, you know. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you for coming out here and taking the time to share with us your story. We definitely got a lot of value out of it. I think we made a really good episode. Sometimes it's very, could be hit or miss, right? When you Mm -hmm. have somebody you don't know, but that's, that's the name of the game. That's what keeps this podcast fun. And, you know, we do episodes where it's just me and Hannah. We like to bring guests in. We like to bring people we do know, people we don't know, because it just has like a holistic vibe to it. And that's what we love here on Natural Thoughts and Talks. I have like two more questions for you, and then we can go ahead and close it out. But before we get into those, is there anything that Hannah or myself wasn't able to ask that you wanted to touch on throughout this conversation? You know, I came into this conversation very very open mm-hmm. and it, I didn't really have anything specific. Um, didn't really know what I was going to come into, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. You see, it's so not an interrogation like, or anything yeah. like that. I was like, whatever it is, I'm ready for it. Yeah. You know? and, it's, yeah. And we don't like to like, I'm not the type of guy. My philosophy is not to force medicine down anybody's throat. Like mm-hmm. I know that the way I learn is very organic. And when I'm interested in something, I lock onto it and I just go, 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 go. And then, you know, it might not be, it's all about timing, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes someone's like, Hey, you should, uh, you should be a little more nurturing. Right. And I'm like, no, fuck that. We're, we're in this <laughs> mode, this mode, this mode. And then once I figure that out, it's like, Oh, Hey, that's a lot. Let's take this fire down a little bit, figure out how to guide it and things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, we appreciate you for coming on. I think the kind of the last thing we like to hit you with is we like to ask all our guests who are maybe two to three people that you know here in Southern California that you could shout out that you'd like to see maybe come sit in the same chair that you're in mm-hmm. and we could hear or share their story. They could be a fellow business owner, could be somebody that you're related to, a mentor, a mentee, somebody that you just think, you know, kind of has your stamp of approval and you'd like to see on this show. Yeah, there's um, there's a few. So um, I would say one would be uh, one of my business partner's name is George. Mm. Okay. Yeah, he's a very, you know, wealthy businessman and uh, uh, he does very well for himself and I'm sure he has a wealth of knowledge. Another one might be my mentor. Yeah, his name is Chepe. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chepe Gutierrez or Jose. Chepe would be his his nickname, but um, he's a, a, you know, a man that started with with nothing, right? Mm. He grew up in the same city as I did and, um, you know, network marketing guy that was a millionaire by, you know, 24 years old, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just, you know, now his, his wealth is on another level. But, um, and I'll say the third person would, uh, probably, probably be Sean Grove, which is a man that sold me the gym. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. He, but this guy's a Forbes guy too, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You, know, you know, they have all these, uh, uh, you know, editorials on him and stuff like that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I would say those are the top three. Perfect. Cool, That's awesome. awesome. We'll be reaching out and worst thing they say is no, right? Yeah. Like, That's it's right. all good, but we're pretty good at tracking folks down around here. Right? <laughs> That's one of our things, but That's right. hey guys, this has been Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your host, Venture. Hope you guys had a good one. We'll catch you guys later.
this is the digest of the digest. Raul. Yeah, hard work fitness, huh? Yeah, super cool guy. Yeah, I liked him a lot. He came in big energy, mm-hmm. which is what I was hoping for. Yeah. And even on the street, he was just came in like ready to go. And yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, this is going to be a good episode. Those are people that are fun. Like someone that's excited to be on the podcast or just in general of something. Because it, it, it kind of sucks when someone comes on and it feels like they're forced to be here and i was like we didn't force you to be here like yeah. we just asked and you said yes but like be a little happy and excited what the hell i feel like people like that that you said aren't very good at making their own decisions mm-hmm. so they're like not happy with saying yes and they're not happy with saying no so then they just end up not happy like overall yeah but people like raul have that infectious personality to where like they're able to light up the room and they understand and it really is a skill and a talent Mm -hmm. some people are born with it some people develop with it but it's where you understand that like and talking to him it seems like he's developed it his confidence and enthusiasm he knows is infectious mm. so he's able to give it to people and you can tell that's how he runs his business that's i was how he just runs. about to say i think that works really well with like yeah. everything he does with his business of like very inviting and happy and like motivating and just like a light guy you yeah. know but still is like no get your shit together you know what i yeah. mean and it's funny because i've been trying for six years now with you and i haven't been able to infect you mm. at all mm. so what i'm gonna probably commit is i'm gonna have a lot of female versions of him come in of people who are like legit power lifters or runners or like big fitness people and i want them to open up their mindset because i think the self-talk that they have inside of their head is very different from like me and raul Mm -hmm. so it might be able to infect you a little bit Mm. because me doing it you're just like and i understand i was listening to another podcast with um that lady like kat k the you know, lady that's married to the Hawaiian guy and like she's really big on YouTube and stuff. And they were t- had she had it on some fitness influencer and they were talking about like their supplements and their workout routines and like how much they love it and what their biggest barriers were. And it's so funny because the top two where they're worried about people looking at them in the gym, like that's why they don't want to go to the gym. They're worried about mm. people looking at them. And then number two was they didn't want to lift heavy weights because they thought they were going to get too bulky mm-hmm. and big. Which is the seems like the average girl that we talk yeah. to. That's their thought process. But explain this to me, Hannah. If I were like, oh no, I don't want to learn how to drive a car because I'll just be in Formula One. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I just I, I don't want to have to race and, Lewis and, Hamilton. And I know like it doesn't. It's not rational. It's, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. But all I mean. There were just so this, many fucking jacked up girls doing pull-ups that I was like, I don't want to look like that. Here's like, the thing. There's ooh. literally no jacked up girls doing pull-ups. Like, it's the tiniest fraction of a percent of, like, the real steroided up gross girls are the tiniest little sliver. But apparently it's every average well, girl's no, worst nightmare, Well, right? I mean, I think the girls that, let's say, were doing workouts that I was doing, like, I mean, even, like, a year or two ago, like, um, deadlifts and hand cleans and things like that. I really like it. Like, I actually kind of miss it. But every, like, the average booty girl is not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, the average girl that is in the gym or on Instagram or whatever isn't doing that. The only girls doing that and doing the pull-ups and doing, like, real heavy weight are these crazy manly-looking Fiona's. The only person that you, like, see that are out there doing it. Yeah. Yeah, the only one that is, like, highlighted. I got you. Look like Fiona. And 
that was kind of like kind of threw me off a little bit of like <sighs> i don't like i would rather i don't want i don't want to be i want to be fit i want to be strong mm-hmm. but i do not want to be a bodybuilder and here's the weird part is bodybuilders are useless i'll right. tell you right now I know. I, do you understand no, that? i know yeah yeah we've talked about that before we talked about it before but do you understand to the level of useless as if like if i see a bodybuilder hannah that's like 250 260 maybe even 270 hannah really jacked mm-hmm. i'm not scared of that guy yeah you understand like i know that at 225 well, they can't move they fucking can't move and yeah. they gas out so fast right. especially in an open area where like most confrontations would take like i i can beat that guy up mm-hmm. like i know for sure i'm like oh yeah no he can't even touch his toes he can't reach his back like let's go to work you know what i mean you know something i paid attention to when i was at the gym the other day what's up there's so many people working out by the machines and the benches and the squat racks no one's doing cardio yeah like it was me and then like two other people that were like walking on the thing yeah and i was like what yeah like i get it like still lift weights but the fact that you're not doing cardio of any sort whether it's biking or rowing or like any type of it doesn't have to be running but doing cardio they literally go they go this here this is their routine i'm gonna tell you they walk through the gates they go to the stretching mats on the side. They stretch a little bit, do a little turns, twists, whatever. And then they go straight to like the, the platform. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then on the platform, they like squat down and do like little twisties and turns and this mm-hmm. and that. And then they're like, okay, let's lift. Yeah. And First of all, your body's not even warmed up. Second of all, I think, and I mean, it's kind of hypocritical of me to say this, but Working out, it's supposed to be universal, like all around good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The fact that you're only lifting weights, what the hell are you going to do if you can't run a mile? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I can barely run a mile, but we're trying to work on it. But you understand what but it I, is. But I understand that like you can't just do. That's why bodybuilding is ridiculous to me. Because first of all, you look ugly. And two, you, what are you going to do walking upstairs? You're winded walking upstairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So definitely, and the goal is to be able to be a guy that can hop in a cross-country race. Yeah, let's go run a half marathon. Totally. But also be the guy that can stand in there and really jack some weight up. Or the girl. You know what I mean? If you need to lift something super heavy, yeah, I got it. I'm able to really take care of things. and I'm strong. And that usually ends up with a very lean, balanced frame. Mm -hmm. Like you don't end up huge. You're not the guy in the magazine. You're usually just the guy that's kind of like in between Mm. so yeah like that's what it's about but i just thought it was hilarious because i was like oh that's what hannah thought that's what most girls think i was like what oh yeah i can't touch that basketball i'm gonna end up as like the goat i'm just gonna be michael jordan i'm gonna be all michael Jordan's stats and then i'm gonna have to start a more successful shoe line and then i'm gonna instead of 23 i'm probably gonna have to wear like 18 and then you're just gonna see kids in japan hoping that they're me and this and that like it's the weirdest thing ever to do i think i was being a little delusional yeah because I didn't take into account the amount of food you have to eat, the yeah. amount of weight you actually have to lift, the amount of times you have to work out per day. The, like in order to get crazy jacked, mm-hmm. you would have to do what I was doing times seven. And it takes you years. Yeah. It takes women years. It doesn't take three months. No, it doesn't take uh, push-ups. You don't get there by doing push-ups. That's kind of the crazy part. Can we talk about that? The fact that it takes months and months and months and months to gain weight gain muscle whatever it is but it takes like two weeks to lose it yeah just like i said 
it takes forever to build a successful business, yeah. right? And then you can just fuck up yeah. one day. You could, you could you could blow your entire business up in one week. Yeah. Who cares? You know? That, it's horrible. It sucks. That's kind of the process. Then, like, I mean, because I remember a year and a half ago, I we were constantly like in the gym, working out. We were running, doing hills, doing this and that, whatever. And then I had gained a really good weight. I think I was actually close to 135. I remember that. And then... I stopped and I didn't eat as much, not because I'm like, oh, let me stop myself, but just like, I just didn't put it, make it a priority really. And then I had worked so hard for months and months and months and months. I was doing hand cleans, power cleans, like I was doing really good. And then I stopped and it took maybe, maybe a month. And then I was like back on square one. Yeah. Ugh. That's how it works. Sucks. Sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, my last and then it's thing, really though, hard to get back into it. Yeah. My last thing, though, is like, I don't want to touch a microphone. I'm going to have more Grammys than Michael Jackson. And nobody wants that. Mm. You know what I mean? That's literally what you're thinking about lifting weights. Go in there and get jacked. Fucking lift heavy. Run. Do it all so that the cardio, you're able to live for a long time. Mm -hmm. Healthy, too. And you need to get strong. Because guess what? When you get older, those muscles fucking deteriorate. Right. Get strong, stay strong, stay in it. So. I'll just take some of Kino's muscles. He doesn't need all that. Yeah, he's got extra to go around. It's hilarious when he stands on that bench over there, and you, you'll see his like front legs, yeah. and you just see the muscles. I'm like, just on his shoulder, it just goes do 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 do. Yeah, he would win any bodybuilding yeah. contest if we shaved him and just like had him pose. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he weighs what like sixty pounds. Yeah. It's legit sixty pounds of muscle. Yep, he's just a and then rock. his big ass ears. Yep. <laughs> He's so strong. Yeah. But I love him. Yeah. He's a good boy. Mm -hmm. You're a good boy, you know. Yeah, you are. What else do we got here? I, should I pull out my list? Oh, I have something. Homeless people. Mm. You know, we have a lot. We have a lot. Of, we have a big case study in this area, in just Long living Beach. around Long <laughs> Beach, right? To see the different levels. LA. The different levels of crazy, right? The whole spectrum. We have them all. The quiet people, the super loud people, the... You know, people that think they're on a different planet and then the people that think that they're, you know, an animal or mm. something like that. Yeah. The human brain is such a delicate thing mm. when you really think about it. And just one sharp turn to the right, one sharp turn to the left really can just rewire the whole thing. Right. I was kind of thinking about that, like not to get too deep about it, but it's important that you protect that thing. Mm. And what goes in it is really important, right? Because... We're all just people. Yeah. Well, I think that's also, you know how I'm like terrified of drugs? Mm -hmm. I think we all understand that like taking drugs. I didn't know you were terrified of drugs. No, you're I, terrified yeah, of drugs? I did not like. So here's my question. When you say terrified, as in you think that there's a possibility that possibly you could get hooked on it mm -hmm. or you can, you might become impacted in some way yeah. or something like that. Okay. Tell For me sure. more. I got you. Um, and I think we all, I mean, we all understand that if you're taking a drug, whatever it is, it's going to affect you in one way or another. Yeah. What, what scares me so much about it is I don't know if that one drug is going to get me hooked on it for life or if it's going to give me a psychosis, if it's going to turn me into this crazy lady walking down the street mm -hmm. with no hair screaming. Yeah. Like, and I think that is what's so scary about the drugs for me because I am no longer in control and that is very like it can go very south very <coughs> fast 
Yeah. That's why I'm like, oh, I don't do not want that. My question is, is you're not in control, but you are in control of taking them. Right. Right. But when your body, it's like with my caffeine, <laughs> caffeine is my you're drug. You're in control of taking that too. But that's what I'm saying though. Like you're, you might mentally be in control of taking something, but physically, if you're taking meth, babe, when you get addicted you to it. You don't take meth. No, but I'm, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Well, right. But that's what I'm saying. Without, like, it, let's say you try it. But that's once. what I'm oh, saying. Oh, I'm just trying meth. Don't fucking no, do that. I know. Well, that's why I don't do it. <laughs> don't fucking do that. That's why I don't even try. Like some people are like, oh, let's just try cocaine. No. Never in my life. Don't. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that's why I don't want to take it. So what scares but, you? What are you terrified about? If you are the person that takes it or you think that you might be the motherfucker that takes a little bit. No. I think if I take it, if I were to take it, that's why I want to stay away from it. And I don't want to do it. And that's why I don't like when I have friends that are drug people, like I don't like go somewhere else. Yeah. Because if I do try something, whether it's cocaine or meth or what, like all these crazy things, I am scared that I'm going to become the person that is addicted to it now that can live without it. That's going to go crazy, do crazy things to get access to it. That is going to be the person on the street yelling around that's what terrifies me. So tell me about this. Pause that. What you just said is that terrifies me. Answer me this. I'm not terrified of everything you just said mm -hmm. because I know that I am the person that gets hooked on it. Mm -hmm. I am the person that whacks out and decides, oh, yeah, we're going to do this the best that it can be done. Mm -hmm. Let's send it all the way. What do you think about that? So I'm not scared of that because yeah, I feel like I already know. you know what's going to happen. Why don't you know? But is it because the answers are pretty aligned for me? You go, oh yeah, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. If I throw a Frisbee off of a big cliff, there's a strong chance that Kino is going to go, all right, boom, yeah. and jump off the cliff right. to his death. Yeah. What is the gray area for you? Because you don't know your, is it like a, a ability to be self-aware or what is it? Well, I also think... Do you not know thyself? <laughs> not to preach to you or anything, but like, um, what is it? It's, it's, I think it's the same thing with um, pain. Like, I'm kind of worried about giving birth. Oh. Because I don't know how I'm going to react to the pain. How often do you think about this? How often do women think about giving birth? Because I've never thought about it. I don't know about women, but for me, I think about it... Daily? No. Weekly? I would say weekly. Once a week. Of like, like if I see like a birthing video, if I see... A baby, or if I have a conversation with someone, it'll trigger a thought. You know what I mean? Um, something like that. I don't know how that pain uh. is gonna, how I'm gonna handle that pain. I know it's gonna hurt like hell. Yeah. I don't know how I personally will handle that pain. And now, I and I think that is what relates to the drug thing of like I don't know how my body is gonna relate to one line of cocaine because your body might react to it in a completely different way than my body will. So why don't you just assume that it's going to react to the worst way possible and then operate off of that? Well, yeah, well, that's what I'm doing. That's kind of what Is I'm that doing. Why that's you're why terrified? I'm, yeah, that's why I'm staying away from it. Well, yeah, that's why I don't, I don't want to get close to it. I can't have people that are doing it by me. I don't want to like, do you want to hear my completely useless male opinion on giving birth? Just do it. <laughs> What is it? I mean, half the humans that have ever existed have done it. Well, that's that's what I try to go back to. Of okay, like, so you do think that all like we've been doing this Your for sister literally decades, just did it. centuries, yeah, forever, lifetime. Like you know what I mean? Since the birth of the fucking earth, 
Um, oh. You know what I mean? Like we've all, all done it. But I also, we also have to understand that it hurts differently for different people. And then people's threshold of, for pain is higher, lower. Like we all experience that very differently. And I also think because the way you experience like period cramps and things like that, I think is related to how it's going to feel when you give birth. And that is also what scares me because my period cramps are horrible. Huh. I wonder. Yeah. I have no idea. Can't, I don't know can't either. Relate. So here's what I wonder. The last thing that I think I might want to talk about is you, Hannah, really don't like being led. So here's the thing is I actually, I'm a fucking cheater. Do you understand that? Everything I do is cheating. I look at how other people did it. Why are you cheating on me? Definitely. I don't know. Not in my relationships because I think <laughs> I have that figured out. But... um. I look at it. Oh, how was that done? How do they train the dog? Okay, I'm gonna do that for my dog. Mm. Oh, what are they doing with that car? Copy and okay, paste. I'm doing. That's all I'm fucking doing. Chat you know. GPT. And then all I do that is unique to myself is I work really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. So I usually end up repping it more than the guy I saw it do it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm better than that guy at this. I'm more talented because I've practiced it more. I'm not t- above average in talent by any means, but I'm above average in work ethic. So mm-hmm. that's how I get to everything that I get to. You don't like being led. So there's something with your brain, and I love your brain. I love watching it like it's my favorite TV show of Game of Thrones or some shit like that. Why is it that you can't see your happy sister in all the posts afterwards and go, okay, well, I see that and that's going to suck, but let me just focus on that. Do you see what I'm saying? That like second with a baby? Part. Yeah. I, I see that this is probably going to blow my potty apart, and it's okay because the, the, they say that the majority of the time the body replaces itself like you know what i mean it like recovers, it repairs yeah. yes it recovers so um and then i have this amazing addition to our family mm-hmm. and that seems like it's worth it so where does your brain go because you, currently you're not looking at these case studies you're not like looking around what and then here's the thing is you're not like well my parents did it for me so it would be an awesome honor to like pass that torch forward and do it for the people coming after well, me. Well, I think I don't have a crazy urge for children. Like, I want children. Like, it's not like I don't want children. But, like, you know, some people are like, that's the only thing I want in life. Children, children. My God, that's, like, what I live for. That's not, like, the number one thing that I live for. Um, So I think that also. What is the number one thing that you live for? I don't know yet. Yeah, and that's okay. But you, but you get what I'm saying though. Like some people from, a, from when they were tiny people, they're like, I want seven kids. I want to have all the kids in the world. But then, I, but then I am like, yeah, I want kids, but it's like, there's different levels. I think to it, there are I, people that do not want kids. There are people that don't want kids. There are people that love kids to death that want 12 of them. That's all they want to do with their life. Basically. Huh? Um, and I think w- depending on your level of like how much you want kids, that also affects. But I do, I mean, looking at like baby pictures and oh my God, the tiny little thing on the chest, like that's still, it makes it worth it for me. Like even if I'm going to go through this crazy, horrible pain of giving birth, it will be worth it. And I understand that, but it's just, I still think about the pain. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to suck. So my question back to the whole thing of the way your brain works is, you don't like being told what to do by people that have done it. You kind of like to figure things out on your own a little bit. 
I think, am I like kind of in the right ballpark of you like to do it your way, right? You're kind of a little more stubborn sometimes and things like that. What the fuck? Like, why, why are you taking, how does that excel? If there's a way to accelerate it with mentors, with reading up on it, with researching it, with practicing things like that, like that's how I like to operate. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. I don't care about doing it my way. I just want it done. If I find stumble across a way that's better, cool. But why do you now have to go, oh no, I have to do it the hard way here. I have to do it the hard well, Think about this. If I wake up in the morning and I tell you, hey, we should really go work out. I'm somebody that's gotten over the hurdle of, oh, I'm a zombie. Oh my God. I just, I fucking wake up and do it. Hey, let's do it. Just do it enough. If you do it for two years, I promise you'll do it for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, run that through me. I don't think it's that I have an issue necessarily with taking advice from other people. Let's say, I mean, just going back to like a, a group project thing. I know that the way I'm doing it or I have it planned is the best way. So let's fucking do it that way when it comes to like childbirth or whatever, I understand like, yeah, you can talk me through it and say it's going to hurt or it's not going to hurt or it's going to feel like this. It's going to feel like that. And that's a general thing. But at the end of the day, our bodies are very different. The way I handle it and my body reacts to it is going to be different. But they're not. To someone else's. It's going to, I mean, it's so not going to be. with the drug thing. It's not going to be a crazy difference, but it's going to be different so because we're different bodies. Why do you focus on that 3% difference versus the 97% similarity? It's like when you get a bad comment or someone calls you ugly, Ooh. but you have 10 really good ones, you'll focus on that horrible one. Yeah. So you're going to have to tell me more. I don't understand that. Yeah. If I get 97 good comments, I go, that was a great piece of content mm-hmm. then. Um, and honestly, I don't even look at it like that. I go, did I like it? I like it. So yeah. I'm just not influenced like that. Mm. Weird. Yeah. God, people are so different. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do with you, but I don't really like with the comments, let's say I don't, I don't really operate like that, but like as an example of like, I totally get it. You know what I mean? But drugs, you're like, oh my God, everybody's so different. And I'm like, yes, but we have more similarities than we do differences. Mm-hmm. You and I as polar opposite as we are in so many things, we're very similar. We want to wake up, do our best, reach our goals. You know what I mean? How we do that may be different, but mm-hmm. drugs, childbirth. Uh, Don't do drugs, people. What was the other thing that we were talking about? Drugs, childbirth. Schoolwork. School, whatever it is, like, it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. Just figure out a way to get through it. Figure yeah. out a way to get ahead of it. Things like that. So, yeah. anyways. Well, I'm going to leave with don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs. And have as many kids as you want. <laughs> that was the thing, too, is like, it didn't... Yeah, I don't know. That's something for another episode. <laughs> but I love you. I love you. Oh!